Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, it's Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and welcome to another episode of Be Unique's Unscripted, where we talk to artists, musicians, performers, and business professionals. My name is Tony Taylor, I'll be your host for this evening. You know, you could spend your Thursday nights anywhere, and we are excited you're spending it with us. The conversation is cool, it's calm, and it's casual. You can also be a part of the conversation by dialing 516-418-5651. Now, before we begin, let's talk about why you need to get on your phone and go to BeUnique.org. That's B-U-N-E-K-E.org. Here's what Be Unique is all about. Our mission is to work today to change tomorrow using digital mediums to connect the world with professional storytelling and media production. We work to educate, inspire, and foster positivity and creativity worldwide through video, audio, and a spectacular literary magazine featuring writers from around the world. The newest Be Unique magazine is out right now, and you can read it online along with Be Unique Brevard magazine, the Space Coast premiere magazine. Be Unique is also a media powerhouse. Not only do you get this incredible podcast hosted by me, Tony Taylor, but 11 other shows. So sit back, get comfortable, and get ready to dial 516-418-5651 with your questions, comments, and whatever else you may want to say. Let's meet our guest. All right. Good evening, everybody. It is Thursday. It is 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. You have your dial set on Unscripted here at Be Unique Radio, and we are happy to have you tonight. It is my honor and extreme privilege to welcome back to the show Mary Brotherton, the co-creator, actually the creator of Unscripted. So uh, we are pleased to have her back and find out just what Mary's been doing over these last few months since we haven't heard from her. Mary, welcome back to the show. It is fantastic to have you. Thank you, Tony. I can't think of a better place to be tonight. I can't either. I can't either. And I it tell has you, been I am... too long since you and I have talked. It has been way too long, and I am looking forward to catching up with you. So let's start right away, because we only have an hour. And knowing you, Mary, there's a plethora of things to talk about. So let's first off. I got a a few things. Yeah, just a few. Now, when we last left you, okay, you were just getting your first book out, Go With Angels. What's been going on? Well, it's. Wacky, a total wackadoodle situation. I finished the Go With Angels, which is memoir. It's, it's true stories about real encounters with angelic beings or other entities. There's some near-death experiences in there. My kids were kids. <laughs> a lot of stories about my kids. Um and, and there's a story in there about a situation that Jennifer had out in Seattle. And Jennifer is, uh, you know, a co-founder of the Unique. That's right. And she had a situation with a, a real live angel, too, actually. And um, that's in my book. There is, is short stories, 88 pages. And so I had sold a copy to my 
niece. And she commented one day that she wanted to buy another copy because um, she had been reading it to her three-year-old granddaughter. So this is my great niece. Okay. And she said she just loves the, she said, you know, I love the angels and I love the book. So I sold her a book and I, you know, I custom inscribed it for the little girl. And my niece said that she carried it with her everywhere. And that was really why she wanted, that was why she wanted to buy a book for her because she needed her book back. The little girl was, <laughs> she had bogarted grandma's book. So right. she and I were chatting and she was telling me all this. And she said, so, you know, I, I, I love the, you know, I love giving her this book and I love your book. And uh, what's next for you? What, have you got any other books lined up? And I said, funny thing you should ask that. I've got about roughly 20. And she said, why <laughs> haven't you printed them yet? You know, why are, why are they still waiting? Why I want to read them all. I said, I'll get to them as soon as I can. I said, it takes time. I said, and right now, I said, I've got, I've got two novels I need to finish polishing up. Right. And I have a script, a, an episodic screenplay that I need to oh, finish. Oh, wow. And, wow, this is news. Okay. Oh, yeah. And it, it's actually based on a true incident. One... One incident and a, uh, a few bad dates, I'll say. Uh, but I also have other memoirs, and I want to do another book about angels. I don't know if I'm going to call it Go With Angels Volume 2 or what I'm going to do. <laughs> but this was – I have stories that I didn't put in this book because I was pressured by – the spirit world, literally, I had three, with very short lengths of time, I had three different incidences with psychics telling me, someone's here telling me to tell you, you need to finish your book. And I had one of those incidences came right after I had heard. And I, I will tell everybody, I am not a clairvoyant. I am not a medium. I am not... I'm not the kind of person you can say, Mary, will you tell me what the spirits have to say? Right. It doesn't work that way with me. I am what they call claircognizant. I just know things. and I have right. no idea how I know it. But I do hear people from the spirit world. Usually it's angels. Sometimes it's my loved ones who've crossed over. Right. Um, but I, I got a message from an old uh, nun a Catholic nun that had taught my children. And she was very stern and very, very funny too. Kind of like me on a, on a good, bad day. And <laughs> a good, bad day. Said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when things aren't going exactly right and you're trying to get the point across. <laughs> right, right. And right. you're trying to be nice at the same time. Right. So this nun told me, I'm ready for you to finish your book. You've taken too long. She Get told to you it. that? She told you Yes, that. I heard her. She's been dead for many years. And okay. so she, I said, but Sister David, I, I've got so many stories yet to put in. I'm working on it, but I don't have enough. I don't have all of my stories. She said, you need to get that book out now. And she was like 
taking your hand uh, like a closed fingers, you know, like pointing her fingers and slapping her other hand into her palm. So she was making her point, getting her point across, and she said, this book needs to go out now. Don't wait. You cannot delay. And I said, okay, okay. Which book? You know, I've got so many. She said, you know which book. So that day, I got that message while I was driving to Elisa's house. And you know Elisa, Nicole, who is on our Transformational Tuesday show. And you've gotten readings from her. You know how spot on she is. Absolutely. I have. She is a very gifted intuitive. Uh, and, and so very I was much going so. to her. I was going to her for some healing um, energy. She was doing some energy work with me. And as soon as I walked in and got situated, she said, "You know, there's someone in here with us." I said, "I'm not surprised." She said, "She gives me the feeling of Mother Teresa, but that's not who she is." And then. Wow. I said, is it a nun? She goes, yes, it is a nun. I said, Sister David. And she said, yes, I I, I see that. And the reason she had her kind of mistaken for, for Mother Teresa was they were built about the same way, very small, diminutive women with a powerful message. Right. And so Elisa said, she wants me to tell you you need to finish your book. I said, Lisa, you won't believe this. She told me that on my way here. She said, she is making sure you understand. It is important. It is time. And she's telling me to tell you, don't try to make it perfect. Don't try to, don't delay. Get it out. So I did. And Jennifer helped me. Uh, well, first, my husband helped me with the, the photo for the cover. Okay. And then okay. Jennifer helped me turn that photograph into art. It, it's, and as you know, there's a story in the book about why yes. I had that particular photo, and it, it just yes. it had to be the one. So I got do you that. Want to, do you want to completed. tell the audience why you had to have that particular photo? I can, sure. sure. Um, I could probably read it quicker than I could tell it. Well, um, well, I'm just going to look real quick and see. Okay, the book is called Go With Angels. Right. And Richard was, my son Richard was 16 when he was legally old enough to drive in our state. And like most mothers, I was always concerned for his safety. And I often said, be careful as he got behind the wheel. And uh, like most teenagers, he rolled his eyes and mumbled some sort of acknowledgement and at all. <laughs> I don't know. How, like I don't know how long he's been driving when this routine changed for us. But I did, you know, bye, Richard. Be careful. He got out of the truck and he walked back to me, and he had to look down at me. At 16, he was way taller than I was, uh, and I'm pretty tall. But uh, he's now six four, I think. So he's a big guy. So he said, Mom don't you trust me as a driver? And I said, of course I do. He said, why do you always tell me to be careful? Do you honestly think I'm going out there and I plan to be out careless? And I was doing that thing that parents do with like, oh, God, give me an answer because I don't know what to say to him and i got to have the right answer. And 
I don't know what I'm going to do. So I never thought that what I'd said to him would make him think that I thought he was going to be deliberately reckless. So I said a quick prayer, and all of a sudden, out of my mouth, I said, go with God and drive with angels. Well, that became my typical farewell every time he drove away. Right. His brother was three years younger. When he got his driver's license, I also told him the same thing. Go with God. Be with angels. Drive with angels. And uh, two years later, Richard joined the Navy right out of high school. And because he was in the Navy, I would say, go with God and sail with angels. Right. Every card, every letter, every care package, and every email ended with go with God and sail with angels. The cover photo for my book is a statue, it's a figurine, I guess you'd call it, of an angel coming out of the ocean with her hand or his hand. I think it's a female angel. Uh, And I'll tell you something funny about that in a second. It's not necessarily safe for work, so be prepared. Um, But the angel had her hand on the sailor's shoulder. And Richard bought me this little figurine. It's it's a numbered edition of, I don't know who this artist is. I don't know where Richard found him, but that's what he gave me. And he told me, your prayers kept me safe. And when I saw this, I knew it was for you. Right, right. And um, I, I knew that this story, I mean, the book had to be called Go With Angels. I was going to call it Go With God and Drive With Angels. And then I realized that's just a mouthful for a book. Make it short and simple. So I just call it Go With Angels. Right. And um, the, um, the statue, Curtis, my husband, said, let's take this to the beach. So there's no, no buildings, no power lines, nothing in the way. Photograph this and let's put that on the cover of your book. And so that's what I did. And okay. Curtis helped me hold it in, you know, so that the, all we could see was the blue sky and um, nothing else around it. And right. then I, I took several pictures in different positions, and I sent them all to Jennifer. And I said, can we turn this into the cover of my book? She said, yeah. So she sent uh-huh. me the cover the way it is on the book. And I was like, oh, ooh. I was kind of thinking just use the photograph. And she said, Mary, do you trust your graphic designer? I said, of course I trust you. <laughs> she said, then let me make the, the cover the way it needs to be. Okay. So I did. And there's another story in this book uh, called Bud and BJ that kind of explains the, my second reason for calling this Go With Angels. And it, okay. and it has to do with Curtis as well. Okay. Um, every story, as you know, Tony, has a, 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 a final paragraph that isn't just the story. Right. It tells you. It, it's kind of like a lesson or a parable, I guess you'd say. Um, it, I, I don't know what else to say about it. Um, <laughs> okay. I lost for words. That's a first for you. Oh, well, I'm just trying to make sure I've answered your question. I think I did. 
You asked you me why did I use that you particular did. You did. Photo. You did. Now, since you're an authority on angels, um, I wanted to ask you, why do you think angels appear to us when they do? It's I mean, this isn't something. Well, this isn't something that happens every day, and I know all of us have trials and tribulations, and I know all of us need help, you know, along the way. But why is it that angels appear to us when they do? Um, it depends on what you consider having an angel appear, because well, the angels use many ways to communicate with us and sometimes we don't pay attention to that i know i know we don't always know what the signs are and that's what my children's book is about and this is your second book correct my second book um but before before i do that i'm going to tell you what richard said about angels because he came to visit me one day and I, I had lots of angel statuettes around my house. And, of course, he brought me another one. But I also had a little statue of a fairy with okay. uh, glass wings. I don't remember what happened to it. Um, but I had this little fairy, and it was on the mantelpiece when he came to visit. And something was said about all the angels, you know, on my, on my mantel. And I said, well, angels and fairies. And... He looked at the, at the mantelpiece, and he pointed right at the fairy. Oh. And he said, Mom, she has wings and tits. That makes her an angel. <laughs> <laughs> so my children's book, I was talking to my niece okay. about, about the book that she had just bought for her granddaughter. Okay. And I sent it to her, and she asked me what was next. And I said, I have 20-some-odd books yet. Left, left to figure out where to go. And she said, well, I've got an idea. Why don't you put your books in alphabetical order and just start publishing them that way? That, and I said, that, well, that seems I, reasonable. Yeah. I said, I could, I could do that. Yeah. And if the, you know, the first book in, in line isn't finished, should I finish it and then publish it? Or should I go to the next one in line and see if it's finished? Because this book, my, my Go With Angels, is 40 years in the making. Oh, that is amazing. You've been gestating that for 40 years. Wow. And ask me later what got me off my butt to, to okay. actually publish it. Um, well, but I, I, said, I asked her what I should do, and she said, oh, I think you should just go with the ones that are finished, put them in alphabetical order, and just publish those as you can, and then go back and finish the other ones while we're all enjoying your books. Right. Because the, the novels, you know, once I get those novels out, that's, uh, that's a pretty big step for me. Yeah. So I said, well, I, I, I'll try that. And then I heard a voice. And I, if anybody has ever listened to me on my Manifest Monday show, I call that voice Gus. And right. Gus stands for God, Universe, Spirit, source. Now, I will tell you this, Tony. I know the difference between when God is speaking to me and when one of my many, many angels is speaking to me. Or how can, how, how can you tell the difference? 
No, how do you tell that difference? I, what I is can't, it about it? I can't scientifically express it. It's not even a feeling. It's just a knowledge. There's a story in Go With Angels uh, called Ice is for Tea. Okay. And it's, it's a story of a very near, it wasn't, I wouldn't say near death, but it could have been very catastrophic event that in my life. My car spun out on black ice. And not in Florida, folks. That was in South Carolina, okay. <laughs> which is not that far away from where I am. It's a six-hour no. north trip. But, uh, you know, I spun out on ice and was actually driving toward uh, the oncoming traffic. And I prayed for help, and I got help. And the voice I knew was Jesus. Nobody else. That was Jesus. Oh, okay. It was, uh, you just, you just knew me. that? You just knew it? I just knew it. I, I had, a, I, I had, I guess you'd say, intuition into it. Um, when my, my first four angels revealed themselves to me in a very strange way, and I knew which one was speaking at any given time. And their names are Jonathan, Michael, Alexander, and Harriet. Oh, my God. Harriet. Harriet has been with me since before I was born. And th- this is just knowledge that comes to me. And I, I just know it. I don't. It, so this kind is of beyond like emotion, if, though. You're, you're saying this is beyond emotion. This is oh, knowledge yeah. just. Tony, I'm, if, if you were to call me and okay. not say, and, and I don't have my caller ID on, and you say, hey, Mary, I'm going to automatically say, hey, Tony, I know it's you. I know your voice. Right, right, right. Yes. If, if, oh, Jennifer, calls and, wow. if Jennifer and Lynn and Elisa all call me at the right. same time right. and I answer the phone and I can't see their names, I can tell you which one is speaking or put me in a room and blindfold me. If it's someone whose voice I'm familiar with, I'm going to know it. And it's that way with God and angels. And I spoke to Curtis's deceased mother. I have never met that woman in my life, but I knew her voice instantly. I don't know how I knew it. I can't explain it. I just know things, and I, I, it's like, almost like cellular knowledge. I just know these things. But our, but and, let me ask you this, though. Is there yeah. a time when Jesus or God steps in above the angels? Or how do the angels work together with Jesus and God in, in your okay. life? I, I do not know how to tell you when – I don't know who chooses to help me. Right. Does that make sense? See, the whole purpose of an angel – is okay. to help human, humans, human, humanity. Um, right. They are, they were created to help us. Right. They were created probably millennial before mankind was created. And I know there are some people who are skeptics. They say you can't possibly, you, yeah, maybe you might hear voices, but you can't possibly be talking to God. You don't hear God's voice. That's impossible. Right. It's not impossible. Um. 
I, I, something I've been recently listening to on YouTube has to do with light language. Okay. And it is, some people call it star language. I don't really understand it. Okay. I'm just getting into this, into my life. Um, I don't know if these are angels that are speaking through this light language. It's very interesting language, and I don't know what it means. I think the people that are gifted with this understand it and can translate it. And one of my favorite uh, Mary, ones, I don't know if this is blog. Mary, I don't know if this is blog talk, but you're chopping up. Chopping up. Okay, let's try something different. Okay, uh, we're having a hard time hearing you. Okay, hold on a minute. Let me, let me take off my earbuds and just use the phone. Okay. Any better? No, that's way better. Thank you so much. Okay. Okay, it, it was my earbuds. I had had to charge my phone, but it's got enough to get through the next uh, 45 minutes or whatever. So I, I can't tell you how – I mean, let's put it like this. It has not been revealed to me yet how – or when an angel appears versus a hierarchy? I don't know. Um, or I'll, I'll give you a real quick uh, thing. I, and this is another story that's in my book. It's called It's Your Mom. And this story is about when my mother-in-law, my Curtis's mother, came to see me. And it was it was really interesting. Um I was in my office, and Curtis was at the dining room, and he said, Mary, there's somebody here. Or he he kind of yelled, Mary, there's somebody here. I'm like, okay. And I started going to the front door thinking he didn't want to answer the door. And he said, no, it's not there. They're over here. So I went to where he was, and I'm looking at the cat, and the cat's just sitting there staring at the wall. But nothing I said, that you can see. Kenny see somebody and I couldn't see anybody Mm-mm. so I said do you know who it is Curtis he goes no I don't I, he said I just know that Kenny picked up on it I said okay well let me see if I can tap into that and I just started asking questions in my mind until I figured out who it was and I, I asked are you a family member and I immediately heard yes I am I said, are you a member of my family or Curtis's family? And the voice came a little clearer, and it was a little more feminine, and it said, Curtis's mother. Oh, wow. I said, Curtis, it's your mom. He goes, really? What does she want? So I, it was interesting because she basically wanted me to give her a little tour of just part of the house, not the whole house. She she said I could see I could see it at a glance, but I kind of wanted you to show me around. So she <laughs> walked with me, or flew, or whatever how she moves. I don't know, but she I walked and and then I ended up sitting down on the couch, and we had a little short conversation, and I said because um, Curtis said you know I used to talk to my mom all the time right after she died, but for some reason I can't hear her anymore. And she, I didn't have to say anything. She said, it's because he's too damn busy to listen. <laughs> I said, okay. And I told him that. And he says, yeah, I am. And I 
I asked her, I said, so was there something you wanted me to tell him? She said, yes. Tell him I am so incredibly proud of him. I'm so uh, proud of the man he's become and what right. he's doing with his life. Right. And I am so happy that you are with him. And she said, now that I know you can hear me and you will talk to me, I don't need to worry about him. I can just talk to you whenever I need to. And that was the last time I've heard from her. She's never really said much since then, but... Yeah, but does she need to? I mean, what is that? Exactly. There's no need, so she's not doing it. Right. And you asked earlier about the angels and coming to us and helping us. Yes. And they do that, angels and earthly spirits. My grandmother came through to Elisa one time while we were doing... An unscripted, one of the early shows, unscripted, okay. it, was a, right. it was an open mic night, okay. and it was called the, uh, the Scientist and the Psychic, because there was a man who wanted to see if he could debunk a psychic, and Elisa was willing to do it. That's what got okay. her started on doing our shows. Oh, and okay. so she kept asking him, she kept asking him if, um, about his grandmother. She was describing this woman. And it sounded so much like my grandmother that I thought hated me. And so he kept saying, no, that's not my grandmother. That is not, that is not my grandmother. So she, the more she talked, the more I knew it was mine. And I said, Lisa, right. I think that's my grandma. <laughs> so she said, okay, well, I'm going to ask her to take a step back and see if um, – See if I can get you know finished talking with Sid. So right. she did, and I, I still I don't think he ever really believed it was true, but I know there were a couple of times I could sense that she picked up on a nerve that you know very sensitive to him. Mm-hmm. So you know our spirits, whether they're they don't have to be our specific family that's crossed over, but they do come back and they talk with us. If we're able and willing to sit quietly and listen, that's the key. Uh, Mary, I'm going to leave it there right now because what we're going to do is take a real quick break, and then we'll be back with the show. I also want to talk to you about your artistic journey through the world of writing and publishing a book because I know a lot of our listeners have stories, have book ideas, but they don't understand or they've never heard or they just don't know what it takes to write a book and publish a book. We would okay. like to talk to you about that as you approach publishing your second book. So we'll be right okay. back with Mary Brotherton, and uh, stay tuned. Have you ever read a web article on the Internet that really spoke to you? No, I mean really spoke to you. Well, let me tell you about Newsly. Newsly is the new and incredible audio app made especially for iOS and Android. Newsly picks up web articles about the most trending topics throughout the entire Internet. And at any given moment, Newsly reads those web articles to you in a natural human voice. Browse your favorite articles from topics you choose. Stop scrolling, start playing, start listening, and start learning. And Newsly has podcasts as well. Explore trending podcasts from over 40 countries. Our podcasts, Unscripted, Coffee, Candy, and Creative, and On Demand are there too. Go to www.newsly.me to download and use Newsly for free now. 
And if you use promo code BEUNIQUERADIO, all one word and with caps, receive a one-month free premium description. For the first time in the history of the Internet, the web becomes listenable. Listen and learn with Newsly. Thanks for listening. And remember, the best way to be unique is to just be you. All right, we're back, and it's unscripted, and you are listening to Tony Taylor and, and author uh, Mary Brotherton. Uh, Mary, um, you have had these incredible experiences with angels and even, let's say, God. Uh, but let's talk about the let's talk about the artistic journey that you've taken through the world of writing and publishing. Tell us, and for those who may be listening that have an idea or have a story, or even have written down a story, what it takes and what to do when they go to push a book. Okay, they have options, lots and lots of options. You, you can take your book um, to an agent. And if the agent likes you and and picks you up, then the agent will work with you to get it published through, say, Random House or one of the other big five publishing companies. Or you can self-publish. Or you can go with a – I'm not sure what they call them nowadays. They used to call them vanity publishers. Um, Okay. There, there are a lot. Of, actually, you could bring it to be unique, and we'll help you with this journey. And we, the way we would do it would be similar to how a vanity publisher works, but not quite, if that makes any sense. Um, okay. I, well, for many, many years before I published my first book, I tried uh, reaching out to agents. I did the agent search for for one of the books that I was working on, and it was a children's okay. book also, um, but I didn't have any illustrations, which a lot of publishers don't want you to illustrate your own book. Some do, right. some don't. But I, at that point in time, I didn't have any illustrations. I was just trying to sell the, the premise of the book. And 200 agents down, nobody wanted one. Nobody had wanted anything to do with it. And I kind of got discouraged, but I I tried not to let that discouragement weigh on me. I kept writing. And when it came time for Go With Angels, it was, um, it's all text. Jennifer did find some little graphics to put on, like, between the chapters or between the stories. So you know that at the end of the story, move to the next page. Um, and she helped me design it, and we right. we shopped out which printer we would use. I thought I would end up using the same printer that print, has been printing Be Unique for the last umpteen years. Uh, we're on right. our second printer because the first one just got unreasonably priced. And oh, so, okay. so we changed printers about uh, maybe two and a half years ago. And uh, I, I, tr- I got them to bid on my 
go with Angel's book, and it was outrageous. Nobody would have been able to afford it, yes. least of all me. So um, what I'm doing now with my second book, which is completely illustrated, ready to rock and roll, is I've been shopping that out with some of the same printers. The one that printed my first book is mm-hmm. in the top He's in the top running, but I'm really getting a sense from the universe that eh, maybe not be the he may not be the one for me. Well, so, okay. what I would encourage writers to do if you have a book that is ready, first of all, don't assume it's ready until you've had somebody look at it with a very critical eye, whether you pay for an editor or this is what I well, do with the book. I was going to ask, Mary, who who would you approach? Who is the person who's written something? Who should they approach to read it? I would encourage them to find an an editor, a, a professional editor. And I How always say even that? editors need editors. How would they do that? How would they uh, find you can call Mary Brotherton. <laughs> I'm, uh, that's, that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do. Um you, there are, you good for the soul. Well, you one, <laughs> one way to do it is ask ask other published authors who edited okay. your book for you. But what I did with one of my novels, I right. printed it out, had it ba- I, I had it printed and bound by a, a, a I don't know it wasn't um, it wasn't Staples or Office Depot, but it was something similar to that. You just send it off, they print it, they put it in a little plastic binder. Like I think I had like a coil ring on it. And okay. I mailed it to, I want to say, about a dozen people. And okay. out of that dozen, I mean, I asked them first, would you read my book and give me a, a critique on it? And uh, only about half of them returned the manuscript back to me. I gave them a, a postage paid, pre-addressed envelope, so they right. didn't have to do anything but read the book and come back and tell me how much they loved it. And most people did say they loved it, they liked it, or it needed some work. Right. I had one person look at it, and she sent it back, and she said, this is too close to me. I, I, can't, I can't work on this. And because it's more of a it's – a, it's about human trafficking and oh. – um, Amnesia, and I've got to fine-tune it still. I wrote that book in one month during NaNoWriMo, which is National Novel Writers Month. Right, right, right. The entire month of November, you just say, forget everything. I'm going to be writing. And you write until the book is done. Um, I think they suggest 30,000 words. I don't recall how many words mine is, but... Um, I took the advice of all these people who read my book and I refined it. And some of the refinements need to, I need to look at again because some of the things, some of them had questions. Like, are you sure this is, is legitimate? Are you sure this is right? And um, that's one way to get your book edited because the last thing you want is to just write your book and then self-publish it and have people look at it and laugh at you. 
because not yeah. because it's a humorous book, but because it's badly written. And a, a lot of a lot of writers have stories to tell, but they need help telling it. Right. And I know Mary Brotherton's available to edit. I am. But I mean, is there a, is there a list of, or is there a place that people can go to get a listing of editors? Um, good question. I know that there is there is a website, or there used to be a website. I think they've converted it into Facebook called Predators okay. and Editors. And what All they right. do is they um, they highlight organizations or people that are either claiming to be editors and don't know the first thing about editing, or they okay. are. Uh, in fact, you know, one day we should actually come back on the show because I know we're going to run okay. out of time before it's over. Talk about the editing process and nothing else. I think that'd be a fabulous idea. I, I would I would love um, to do that because there are so many things that I would that I do with my clients. Um, in fact, right. one of the, one of right. my clients is actually my doctor. I edited her book, and we bartered <laughs> for the cost of my editing. She gave me free treatments, so I got free acupuncture for a couple of months. And um, pardon me. That's fantastic. Yeah. Whenever you can barter, by all means, do. Absolutely. But you no, you you get your book looked at and and evaluated. Another good option is to join writers groups, writers organizations. Okay. They're, okay. They're almost every state has them, and if you don't know how to find them, sure. go to your local library and ask. Right. Because a lot of writers groups meet in libraries, and you can right. find oh, yeah. they can steer you to an editor. So once you get your your book polished as much as you think it can be, and it's hard for most writers to let it go, and I asked you to remind me why I published Go With Angels, it's because somebody challenged me. And she said, the only reason you haven't published a book yet is you're scared. I said, I am not scared. No, I wasn't scared. I was just procrastinating for what reason, I really can't say what the reason was, except I kept, like a lot of writers, wanting to make it better, wanting to add was more stories. Re- thinking, no, was it a fear of rejection, maybe? No, I, I, I got my, my fear of rejection out of the way years ago. Okay. Because okay. I told you I tried to, to market one of my children's books to agents, right. and they didn't want anything to do with it. And really and truly, um, publishing with an agent or if you publish with a publisher who doesn't need an agent or doesn't require an agent, it's really, it's really all about the, your book falling on the stack at the right time. Most Seriously? of these – oh, absolutely. Uh, it's all about so timing. Saying, so you're saying, though – Nowadays, mainly, I mean, do I understand you correctly? Nowadays, maybe you don't need an agent? Agents are still very valuable. One of, okay. one of my writing friends has an agent and a publisher. Um, however, it's not with one of the, the big publishing houses. 
okay. they don't do a lot. But what I will tell you is, regardless of whether you self-publish or go through a, an agent with a publisher, you still have right. a lot of work to do. There's a sure. lot of work that you have to do prior to them agreeing to take you on. Um, most agents and publishers, when they look at your manuscript, they say, oh, this is nice. I'd like to work with you. Now, what's your marketing plan? My, they ask my, you my, 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 Oh, yeah. My what? You're supposed to market it for me, right? You know, you're supposed to. That's what I um, thought. The, the, the Hallmark movie says you write your, your beautiful novel, you send it out to publishers or agents, they, they have a bidding war for you. I watched a, a, a show recently about that. You know, they have a bidding war. Uh, don't take the first offer. Take, you know, have, put it up for auction. Um, and, and this particular author got $500,000 for her book. Right. That doesn't happen anymore. I mean, yeah, it might. In, in some cases, it might happen. But okay. that is not the norm. Today, the norm is you work your butt to the bone and you, you work and work and work. You, you have to come up with a marketing plan. You have to come up with a proposal for your book before wow. they want to see your book. Most of the publishers or agents, they'll ask you to send them any number of options. The first chapter, the first paragraph, the first 10 pages. Send me the first three chapters. Everyone is different. So you've got to follow their guidelines. And that's right. exhausting. That is exhausting work for a writer who only wants right. to write. I know. And that's what I happened know. to me. Um, they, they, wanted, they want an outline of your book. They want a proposal. They want your synopsis. I actually have been paid to write a synopsis for authors. Right, right. That means, right. That means I have to re read their entire book which yep. usually I do as their editor, and so I'm getting paid to do that. And they, they, I mean, one or two guys actually said, I can't stand writing a synopsis. Would you please write my synopsis for me? And then you have to have an elevator pitch. You have to write your own bio. Right. So that means you need to know who you are, and you need to know your audience because the bio I wrote for the author's about the author on Go With Angels is not the same as the one for my angel book. Oh, okay, okay. Because, you know, they I, don't I, need I, to know. Mary, i got to tell you something, though. i gotta, I got to honestly tell you something. I was under the wrong impression, and I think that is an important aspect that you've just brought up right now of, of having to have done as an author, not only have written a book, but now you've got to plan your marketing strategy. And now you've got to to do all of these different items. I was not under that impression at all. I was thinking that and, and, once you well, un unless you're Stephen King, well, I don't think Stephen King needs to do a no, any of that no, I don't, malarkey. I don't think Stephen King needs to do but <laughs> my theory was, if I've got to come up with my own marketing plan, right? What happens that? What happens next? Well, what happens next is they say. You need to have an author's page, uh, a website, author's website. You need to have an author's page on social media. You need to then be responsible for your own postings. Golly, wow. Now, the, the, sometimes an agent will secure 
podcast for the authors to to speak on, or they'll send out press releases and right. see if they can get a nibble somehow, or they'll right. set up book tours or book signings. Well, guess who's done all that for me? Me. Wow. My Go With Angels is now currently in three different stores in my particular county. I intend to branch out to Orlando area next and get my book in some stores. Okay. But that's all dependent on you. Yeah. And this way, I have total and complete control. I've heard too many horror stories from authors who have worked with, one of them, believe it or not, with Hay House. I never would have believed this. Okay. She wrote a best-selling book. And to be a best-seller, that depends on who you're talking to. It varies from person to person, but basically you have to sell a minimum of 10,000 books within a a particular period of time. Usually, depending on the list, it could be uh, a week, it could be a month, but you can't just all, I can't just sell, if I sell 10,000 books, well, by the way, Go With Angels is a best-selling book on a list that I created for myself. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I have since October I've sold uh, about 130 books that's fantastic and that fantastic. I, like I said earlier I already have pre-orders for at least um, let's see 16 plus 10 is 26 books right now right. for right. my right. for the little children's book right. and I, I expect the children's book is probably going to outsell the other one for yeah. at least in the beginning because it is a children's book. Sure. Absolutely. Yep. And, and the, the images are, I think they're pretty damned awesome. I okay. used my imagination and a program called mid journey okay. to create what I wanted. And that's not, that's, that's, not, that's not an easy thing either. No, no, not at all. And I, and I tell you, let's not, um, let's not, please be honest. I mean, it, uh, all of this sounds a little bit intimidating at first, but I mean, is it something that you, that anybody can do if they put their mind to it? I think so. And I think if anybody wants to um, pick my brain, they can reach out to me through Be Unique. Just email Mary at BeUnique dot org, and I will. I can give you a you know like a. I haven't written it yet, but I will. I will create a how I print how I publish my books. I in really be, simple steps. I, I think that would be um, extraordinarily helpful. That that would. I be hadn't really planned better. on doing that, but see, this is this is how God works for me. Right. I. I and that's exactly how this children's book came about. And I need to get that in before we run out of time. Well, but yes, let's I go ahead. These, and as I'm talking about one thing, I get a message. This is what you need to do, and so I'm, I'm actually going to write myself a note to create an outline of how I did it. I think you should. Now, do you want to talk about your child children's book? I also wanted to touch briefly, real quick, because. Um, I, I think it's been so important to my life, but also so important to your life as well. 
Um, can you talk about a little bit about what Be Unique is up to these days and where it's going and what you're doing with it? Yes, I can. Which do you want first? Uh, let's go ahead and talk about Be Unique. Okay. Um, we're doing MetaFest every three months at yes. Merritt Square Mall. It's an indoor event. It's our main fundraiser for this charity that is Be Unique. Okay. Um, I started calling it my personal spiritual family reunion <laughs> because the, the people that I'm meeting through MetaFest, the most phenomenal human beings. Now, what is what is exactly what exactly is MetaFest? MetaFest is a tabletop vendor event. Um, okay. You know, when you go you go to a an art festival, okay. right? You've got artists that are selling their work. But you also have other kinds of vendors that might be art adjacent. You know, maybe they only sell canvases or maybe they only sell paintbrushes. Um, if you go to a, a job fair, you're going to have people there that are taking your resume and talking to you about jobs. But there also may be other people that aren't offering jobs, but they're offering services such as... Okay resume writing, or how to, you know, interview training. Um, you go to, I drew a blank. But you know what I'm talking about. You go to any yeah. kind of street festival. You're going to find these people with tents, and they're out there in the heat, and they're selling something or promoting something. Right. Metafest is indoors. Okay. It is in the air condition or the heat in the wintertime if you need it. It's <laughs> at a, a local mall, so the parking is free. Uh, the event is free. You don't have to pay a penny to come and join us. We offer yeah. free entertainment, free um, classes. Some of the, the vendors offer classes. Some are on the stage, and some are just, you know, while you're there talking, they'll have. Right. I just thought about something. Okay, you hear it? Here, I got another thought in my head I got to do. Uh-oh. Okay. Oh. Well, I'm, I'm going to, when I'm doing, um, when I'm doing book signings, a lot of times people that come to me are um, authors. They want to know how, to, how do you do it. So right. this thing, right. I'm gonna, we're going to create a show eventually. We're going to do a podcast, and I'm going to create a, how, how to put, how to self-publish your own book, or how I I'll tell you my story, and, and you know you can adapt it to yourself. Things sure. I've learned along the way. Sure. But I'm going to also create that as a handout to give to authors who come to me for advice. And people can find that at Metafest, right? Yes, and at Metafest, I will be there selling my book. I'll be doing other things. You'll be there taking our pictures. I'll be there. You bet. Uh, Doing, doing the video, and we basically have everything from acupuncture to yoga. And I mean everything. We have authors. We have artists. We have, um, oh, heavens to Betsy. You put me on the spot, and I'm trying to remember now. I've got I've to look up who's, who's already booked because I honestly don't remember. Um, but it, it's an opportunity for people to right. come and network and learn. Of course. And, and, it's and get to know, yeah, yeah it's free, it's absolutely. Free. 
it's not free for the vendors, of course, but it, right. it's free for the, the people who come. Right. Um, and, and that's an audience. And, and, we, and we, also, we also do a, a raffle, and right. we have giveaways. A lot right. of people, I, I, I just got some really cool, I haven't even opened them yet. They came in today's mail, some uh, stickers that I'm going to be giving away at different events. Okay. And uh, we have a, a woman, she plants, uh, she takes house plants and puts them in these really cool little house uh, planter pots. What do you call them? Yeah. Pots, I guess. Yeah. And it's called Basram Gardens. So she is talking about, um, you know, how to make a philodendron grow or how to grow a, a peace lily or whatever. Very. She knows plants and she sells them. Um, it's, she it told feels me just like at, a, at, a just a huge variety of things. To it, do. It's almost like a gigantic networking event. Okay. We have people. Well, we have our belly dancers are coming back. Oh, great! We have we have several more psychics than we had before. We have people who do aromatherapy, and they do. We have people who do. Um, they sell T-shirts. They did the, the one young man contacted me, I don't think he's followed through yet, about doing tie-dye t-shirts. We also offer a space for other charities. Okay. 100 Acre Hollow is coming back. We have a very, very special price for our charity brothers and sisters. And if you want to participate but you're busy on April 22nd when we have our next one, right? just send me some some of your you know rack cards or brochures, and right. I will put them on a table that is just for charity, and people can help themselves and learn what they need to learn. And where's Metafest going to be at? Jewelry. Metafest is at Merritt Square Mall in Merritt okay. Island. Okay. And that's uh, about twenty minutes away from Cocoa Beach. Right. It's close to NASA. We have people coming from all over the state as vendors. Okay. People from, um, for one woman, where is she from? Let me just look up her thing real quick. Yeah. Um, Tampa. She's in Tampa. Tampa. Wow, okay. And that's, that's a, a three-hour hour hour ride. Yeah, it's about a two-hour ride. No, that's, that's an hour for Orlando. That's three hours to Merritt Island. Right. And one of our volunteers, Tyrell, does. Right, um, right, right, right. We have, we have a psychic coming from Umatilla, Florida. I don't even know where Umatilla is. I don't know. Where is, I don't know offhand. No, I don't. But it's, it's, it's definitely a, a, a distance. And you're having people recognize the importance of Metafest. And you recognize yes. the exposure that Metafest provides. For those people. And it's in what's really extraordinary is that it's right in the middle of a mall. So not only are you getting people that are interested in what is there with Manifest, but you're also getting people that just happen to be there that yes. sparks an interest. And there's all this one of our vendors one of our vendors told me that a woman came in to buy a pair of shoes. Right. And she stopped by her booth. She said, I didn't know this was happening here. She said, this is awesome. And she spent several hours and forgot to buy her shoes. 
But that just tells you how interesting and how enticing Manifest is and what it can do for you and, and what you can discover for yourself. You know, that's, that's, the, that's the brilliance of it. And, I mean, you guys have got it set in such a convenient area where, like you said, there's free parking. There's plenty to do outside of Manifest if you're, you know, if you're done. And, you know, it, it's, just, it's just a good day afternoon. You know, to to be there, and uh, well, I tell you until what, ten o'clock when the mall opens at ten o'clock, okay. and you're there until five o'clock. So wow. you know, it's not like one of these little things where, you know, a lot of times these events are, you know, they're from eleven to four or eleven to two. Right. This this is an all day event, right. and it's if anybody wants to know a little bit more about it. I would recommend they go to Facebook and look up our MetaFest um, photos. And see what it's all about. See what it's all about. See what it looks yeah. like. See what it feels like. Because it's, it's really phenomenal. It is phenomenal. Honestly. It's, it's, phenomenal. Not, it's not just me saying this. It's no. other no. people saying it. No, and the traffic you've generated in the mall proves that. Uh, in our last few minutes, Mary, can we please get the information on where people can get your book and when your new book is coming out? And, and more importantly, is there anything else you would like to say about the new children's book that's coming out? Well, I would like to say that because I am self-published, it's not on Amazon. It's not on Kindle. However, I am working with Barnes & Noble to get it done um, as an ebook, both okay. of my books will be as, as ebooks through Barnes and Noble. Um, okay. That's a little farther down the line. Right now, they can go to <laughs> they just can reach out to me through Be Unique or Author Mary Brotherton at Gmail and say I want to buy your book. I'll tell them how. It's uh, okay. as simple as a PayPal exchange. Okay. Okay. Well, Mary, both uh, books are $15 each if I mail them. If you come to an event where I can sign it for you, it's actually cheaper. Oh, so if you go to Manifest, yes, it's going to be cheaper. Manifest or uh, on March 20, no, yeah, March 25th, I'm going to be at Essential Elements Wellness in downtown Melbourne signing. Okay, okay. All right. Well, Mary Brotherton, you know, it's so wonderful to have had you back on the show and looking forward to many, 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 many more visits. And again, I want to thank you personally for uh, sharing your information about publishing, writing, and being an author. It's very inspiring. And it's that's also, just the tip of the iceberg. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Absolutely. And I can't say anything more. So, Mary, from all of us here at Unscripted and everybody here at Be Unique, thank you so much for being on our show. And uh, we hope to see you and hear from you again in the very, 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 very near future. Thank you so much, Mary. We appreciate in it. Any time. And all I will right. let you know when I get my, my outline worked up, my how to do, and then we can talk more then for sure. Sounds great. All right, Mary Brotherton, have a great evening. And from all of us here at Be Unique, thank you for tuning in, everybody. We appreciate it. 
Have a good night. Bye-bye.